The, the, the dream is real. It is your lifestyle specialist, Kenny Burns, reporting live from Loveland. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for episode 17. Fuck the police, but not really. And I had to assemble some thoughtful human beings that can add value to this conversation for the nation. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Shelly B. Shelly, how you doing, beautiful? Hey, how are you? Yeah, we're gonna get you some headphones. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, keep them a uh, round of applause going for the beautiful Pammy. Pam, Pam, how are you, beautiful? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm good, child. You're giving somebody head envy. At least I, that's what I thought I heard before I came on set. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, keep them round of applause going for my brother from another mother, Natural Bars, AKA Hasa Diddy. What's happening, champ? Gratitude, gratitude, peace, Kenny. Listen, y'all. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young brother got it back cause I'm brown. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back cause I'm brown. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on in the world. And we saw some gang activity, y'all, in Memphis, Tennessee. All right, we saw some gang activity. And um, I want to read this quote by James Baldwin. Big shout out to my wife, Jessica Burns. She be giving me literature to read. Uh, In Harlem, Negro policemen are feared more than whites for they have more to prove and fewer ways to prove it. That's a hell of a true statement. Amen. Amen. As a young male growing up in the District of Columbia, um, single parent home, the streets was my father. And I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, I seen all types of things that would have me not believing in the police force or black men in general. And I'm gonna keep it one thou while because I wasn't taught the game the way it was supposed to be taught. Y'all clearly been with me on this journey just two days ago on Soul Food Sunday. I was still releasing some of the demons. I thought being tough was my armor, y'all. I thought being tough was my armor, but strength is our real armor. But it's hard to be strong when you got black people policing black people. Hello? I don't want y'all to let that go over y'all head. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're dealing with a real situation out of Memphis, Tennessee. These cops beat this man to death. And and, uh, unjustly. Um, And I want to start this conversation off by going to you, Natural Bars. I know know you got something for him, Hasa. Did he talk to me, man? How you feeling about the situation? How I feel? I feel like sweatpants, hoodies, and backpacks. They kill us because it's legal. When we gonna clap back? That's how I feel. Mm. 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 And I'm not playing that uh, gun noise. You know, that's like part of my personality on this show. I'm not saying that to actually clap back in that manner, but I want to touch on what you're saying. Um, it's oh, crucial. no, 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 no. I want to segue right into how we got the right to clap back. Like you said, that oh, was well, come on with that. the floor is yours. That, that, that was gang activity. You, oh, okay. You, 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 set, you set the tone. Yeah. But, uh, See, I feel like our problem is information or confidence. Mm. Confidence because of information. So I just want to throw some a fact out there real quick. Come on. In Plumer versus State, the decision stated that citizens may resist unlawful arrest to the point of taking an arresting officer's life if necessary. Quotation mm. marks. This is backed by John Bad versus Elk. U.S. Decision 177, Section 529, the court stated, where the officer is killed in the course of disorder, which naturally accompanies an attempted arrest that is resisted, the law looks very differently 
upon a transaction when the officer had the right to make the arrest right. from what it does when the officer had no right. What may be murder in the first case may be nothing more than manslaughter in another, or the facts might show that no offense had been committed. Right. Which means that we need to stop pulling out our phones. Come on! Realize that we are human bodies, just like those are human bodies. Yes, they have a vest. Yes, they have a gun. However, those g bullets discharge one by one. And unless we all move together, Bars. we all gonna be done. Bars. That's a fact. Bars, hold on, hold that thought. Because we knew you was coming with the facts today. Some examples for us to take home and study. Uh, Shelly B, I, you know, I am in full agreement um, with two things uh, Hasta Diddy said. One, clapping back. I don't believe the violent way is to do it um, in this particular situation. Uh, let's keep it one thigh while. Um, and I also, the other point is, is that, you know, we are taping these things as if we gonna be, you know, any better from the offering. I mean, they, this mental, you know, it, see, and I want to, I want, I don't want y'all to let this go over y'all head. We continuously are recording these things. That means the systemic mental abuse we have been through is only perpetuated when we record. It is an unbelievable reminder that everything you think is true. It's re-traumatizing, it's reprogramming, it's pointing the direction that we've been going in. It's continuously putting us on this path of mental destruction. But Shelly B, I want you to tackle those two points, baby. Black people, Hispanic people, anybody that has some type of melanin in their body has dealt with police brutality from the beginning of time. From their own people. From their own people. Rodney King, Rodney King. You know, we're talking about 1990 dot, 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 when acts were then put into legislation. Right. So let's go back to Africa. Let's mm, go back that. to... Everybody is talking about 1619, but we could go back to 1538. I know I probably have the years wrong, but let's go back to when uh, the Texas Marshals, you want to mm. talk about policing indigenous land. Yeah. So this is taking that, indigenous land, taking indigenous yeah. land. So now you have to understand that that we were, were, were born. You say, oh, you were born the love of God. No, there was still some rage in us when we were born. And some of oh, us. Oh, hereditary. Us, Hello? You, you that, can't. That's the mental. <laughs> listen, listen, hold on. That is a true statement. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't believe that trauma is passed down, that's, that's not even go generational. Yes, I believe the ancestors' blood still flowing through and all the despair, destruction, and unfair, unbalanced, systemic, everything is, is part of that flow. But at the same time, it's your mama that was going through what she was going through with your daddy before you was born. All the unnecessary fights and putting hands on and all the dysfunctional shit our generation is notorious for. I'm sorry, our parents' generation notorious for. So you can imagine what their parents was like in them fields, child, and got what they had to fight for so you're right it is you know passed on it, it's without question jessica's getting her master's round of applause for my wife she's getting her master's at Howard university uh right now and you know it's all about social work it's all about understanding not only validating 
what we believe as parents and, and citizens in our community because you gotta have validation. You have to have reminders. You have to, that's why people go to church. That's why people, you know, buy into all these false prophets on social media. You know what I'm saying? Because they need reiteration and that's a whole nother episode but you feel where I'm going I'm coming to you Pam but the point I'm trying to make is, is like the reminders are there constantly so must we continue to perpetuate and, and, and tape and and, and it, I'm just confused Pam please come and join the conversation my love I don't, I don't I don't even know what to say it had me speechless um to continue to see the same type of behavior and then um you know like Al Sharpton even said that it's an embarrassment and it's a disgrace to our people yes. to do that, you know, to our own people, color of race. It was one thing where, you know, they accepted black on black crime, but for these men to be in the position of power, so right. to speak, um, to take advantage of it, um, I watched the clip for the first time last night. Uh-huh. I didn't watch all of it. It was it, it was just hard for me to watch because I have a son. Yes. He's to grow up to be a young man one day. Yes. You know, he's a teenager now, but it's just hard to to watch these type of things continuing to happen and then not knowing what's gonna happen, you know, when he starts to drive or he's walking down the street one day. So no question. Um it brought tears to my eyes. And um, he talks about the police now. Right. And for these younger generations to fear the authorities or have no respect for them. It's like, what should we expect down the line? No question. And I want to get into that, though, Pam, because it's time for a restructure of the police. It's time for a reorganization of who and what is policing. Can I, can I stop? Policing, well, hold on. I want to read this one thing before you, because I know you are packed with information. But I got some more James Baldwin for you. To be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage almost all of the time and in one's work. And part of the rage is this. It isn't only what is happening to you, but it is what's happening all around you and all of the time in the face of the most extraordinary and criminal indifference indifference of most white people in this country and their ignorance. Now, since this is so, it's a great temptation to simplify the issues under the illusion that if you simplify them enough, people will recognize them. I think this illusion is very dangerous because in fact, it isn't the way it works. A complex thing can't be made simple. Again, a complex thing can't be made simple. You simply have to try to deal with it in all its complexity and hope to get that complexity across. Ladies and gentlemen, give me give me a round of applause for reading. Uh, reading is fundamental. If you motherfuckers read more, I promise you get more out of the situation. But that's another uh, amazing add to this conversation by James Baldwin. And it's a true statement. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a state of rage because of everything that's happened to us forever. And you think because I'm the police now that that rage goes away? No, that gives me the power I never had. It gives me the power I never had. So to these young black men on this police force in Memphis and across the world, your job is to give your people a chance 
I don't know that man that was killed. I don't know what his history was in the community, but if you did any research on this Memphis, Tennessee experiment that they did killing this man, another experiment on your own people, what they did was they judged him in some type of manner, knew him in some type of manner, possibly beat him to death, but their whole unit was devised to clean up the shit and be an undercover version of a thing to clean up and keep safe and get the bullshit out the way. But you chose to kill a man and to be in this gang that was gonna kill this man. You didn't just want one day wake up and beat somebody the fuck up. You've been beating motherfuckers up this whole time. Yep. You've been, I, and I don't know none of these men. Nope. And don't give a fuck about them because what they did that man, they deserve the full extent of the law. Yep. But you think this is their first time? Nope. You think, I'm, I grew up selling dope. I grew up fighting because I was light skinned. I grew up fighting my own because they didn't want me to be who I am. And the police was the culprits. They use any and everything to put you in that motherfucker six by six box or a six foot box by one, by two, whatever your comfort size is. So ladies and gentlemen, this is not new. This not what pe these people been doing. These people that put that gang unit together. And let me tell y'all this. You ever heard when you was in high school how the CIA comes and plucks people out of high school? Do you, do you, you, have you ever heard that? If you have not heard that, it is the truth. Okay, okay. I, I, I heard, I never seen it. But imagine if somebody has that access to you, like, come on, y'all, like, get deep with me real quick. This is scary almost. If somebody knows how to have that access to you and you're a teenager, you don't think they know who they putting on the police force? You don't think they know who they hiring? You don't think they know who they're putting in position? Do you not, do you not understand the mathematics in that? And I know you got something to say, Haas. I mean, let's just start with that. They knew what building, what time, what room you was going to be in. Damn near down to the seat. <laughs> I didn't see it happen. They walked oh. in. Yo, you, your name is XYZ. Come with me. <laughs> no, I, like I've been in the street. I've been in the street. And somebody's come and told me something that I had to know about some things. And you be like, who and what? That's how I, one, I know God is real because of the angels that took it upon themselves to do the right thing versus the wrong. I'm clear, I'm clear. But at the same time, man, if you go back to your childhood and you was with the bullshit in any kind of way, there has been signs along the way that you have seen that you are not in control. And for these little motherfuckers right now, I think they selling anything, doing anything illegal, and you got an iPhone? Who and what do you believe in? Because you definitely don't believe in the truth. They they watching it. I I, I just want to get into this. Sorry, I'm getting deep. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just going off information. No, because I was about to I was about to talk about DC and you know understanding that we are the city that holds every federal agency. And the CIA is right down the road in McLean. Oh, yeah. Okay? We were real easy. That is legacy 
of doing that. Those kids that were in particular schools, like all of a sudden, how the go-go start going to be up uh, Sidwell? Don't you think some people were in there watching? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not from Washington, D.C., Sidwell Friends was the the, the the private school that all the good kid, good black folk went to and the white kids. But then they started holding go-go's. And go-go's were notorious for getting your ass whooped back when hands was the thing. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't quite with this shit yet. You know what I'm saying? And then we became the murder capital of the world. They still had they still had go-go's that said, we like, this is, back then probably was 30,000 a year for your child to go to school. We was like, how and what is going? But I don't know what your, how you, what you was just cooking up, Shelly, but I just wanted to set the table. But no, I, I mean, it's, it's just going back over, and I'm sorry, Hasidity, but I, I had to jump in because, you know, you, you were talking about Baldwin and I had to pull up, you know, an essay on police brutality yes. and really go into the, with that 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 essay that he did on it seems no less insightful today. Okay. And this is an article that was written in 2016. Well, come on now, and share with us. You got your afro. We know you ready to put that shit on, these white folks. Let's go, goddamn! I know you. Come on. I mean, that 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 literally is is it. You're looking at the 20th century of just honest writing. Right. But the the writings of of Baldwin, and we can go in, in the church uh, sphere of it with Howard Thurman. You know, they wrote about what they saw as a black person and what they were seeing that we were going through. And they had to write that because we didn't have these phones. We didn't have, they were cranking out flyers on a mimeograph, 5,000, we got a protest going on. And the thing is that the words of 1966, the words of 1619, are they less insightful today in 2023 as we nah. are still looking yeah. at what's happening on television? That was my point. Listen, hold on. Absolutely. The words are more potent and important than ever, right? But let me let me bust you in your forehead. I blame the community. Tahasa's point about taping. I was into a church sermon. You know I like to go on to church. Yesterday, and you know who you are, and I actually like you. This pastor was talking to the congregation. Now, mind you, he got every suspect on the wall in the back of the church. It it, it looked like an episode of CNN, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about he had the peoples, he had the peoples, he had the peoples in question, the police from Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, on the wall. He going to the church, he's saying, and they need to be uh, charged with every ounce of the law. But I got a question. Where's the white man that had the taser? Where is that one white man that had the taser? Now, I'ma find the video. He didn't have the video yet. He had the, t- the black men's peoples on the back of the walls. He didn't have the white, but I'm looking at this shit and I said, well, God, at first, at first, I'm like, well, round of applause, round of applause to you, Pastor Jamal Bryant. I said it, new birth. Yes, hold them niggas accountable. They killed the man. They should go to jail. I was with him. Then he asked for the white man. Now mind you, I seen the video. I ain't seen it, I didn't. I saw the beginning of the video and chose not to watch the beating. I just can't see no more. But the, the, the white man, I caught the first little part of it. He's like, yeah, they need to go and stomp him. He, he was just relieved of his duties. I'm with it. Before we, we started taping. Yeah, fuck them all. Like all of them that got some stupid shit with them. I get rid of them, rebuild the whole organization. But the point I'm trying to make is for a black man, 
in the midst of a teachable moment for your community, you decide to bring the, the race in it? No, them niggas is guilty. Fuck them. That's the problem with our community, ladies and gentlemen. That's the problem with our community. We trying to find grace in despair. No, there's no grace for them. The reason why I'm going through my midlife motherfucking crisis right now is because I've been with the shit for too long. I'm tired. I'm not making no more excuses for y'all. The reason why we are in the predicament we are in is because you make too many excuses. In that instance, Jamal Bryant, and I fuck with you, I really do. I, I think you're a good pastor. But in that instance, you had the opportunity to put everybody in your church on notice, including the people that you asked about weed to, because you want to grow the fields and you want to do that. I'm with all that progressive thinking. But you had the opportunity, it's not this way and possibly that way with a little bit, it's one way or the other. One way or the other, we don't have no more time trying to figure out what side of fence we want to play on. Nigga, selling drugs is bad. You want to grow some weed? Because it's helping people with cancer? It's all the benefit? I'm with you, but choose. I'm not even gonna hold you. That's exploitive. I, I just want to jump in right there because like, yeah. I, I, dig, I dig it as much as, and we got to be mindful of this. And this is this is what I'm going to get to in a second. That, like, I'm going to let y'all have all y'all got to say, but I got I got information for yeah. you. Yeah, we see you over there, All right, but I want to jump in right there. That's exploitive. He not looking for drug dealers to give them portions of a corporation that he's going to legitimize. Which, which should be the real goal. Right. He's you want to help somebody. Right, right. Oftentimes, people in different positions come to us appearing to be friendly and or equitable so that they can achieve profit from our equity and expertise. We don't gain equity from our experience they gain equity from their position. So that guy goes, bring me the drug dealers. He brings the drug dealers, but the drug dealers ain't the suppliers. They don't own the farms. They're not growing it. They're the mules. Right. So I'm using you to be my mule because I don't need to be in your world and meet your people. I just need you to connect me to the agriculture and the scientists. Yeah, but I don't think his goal is to, I think honestly, it hasn't been done yet, so none of us know. Right. I think his goal is to take them out of that to put them in something legit that can help them. So when Georgia passes the laws or whatever the case may be, they could benefit in a responsible way. I, I have the to believe. Is, no, that, but I'm saying that, I have to believe. I, I just want to clear that up though, because I don't want. I, I think no, Jamal I is agree. doing that for that purpose. I agree, but it's yet it's yet to be seen because it depends at what level. Do yeah. I make no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with, wait, 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 wait. But I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm with you, but I do uh-huh. not want to put. I'm going on him a little bit about his sermon, so I'm not going to go on about something right. we don't know. So that's, right. let's let's table that, because at the right. end of the day, if that's, listen, I've taken shooters, people that are with the shit, change their lives. Redemption is real. Right. Redemption is real. Everybody is, but if you continuously right. do the shit you know, it, I gotta wash my hands. And that's us as a culture, it's not about, shunning someone or no we're giving everybody a second chance but we ain't giving you no motherfucking third chance because if you're doing something that's you know detrimental to yourself and your community you know what you're doing it's different it's a difference this message is brought to you by discover 
Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover? Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com online privacy protection. And listen, and I need you, Shelly. There's a difference, y'all. You know, everybody is worth redemption that does something fucked up or wrong once. That's a fact. Once. Now, we're not talking about children. Children got four, five, six, seven times, but you reach a certain age, you too are a fuck up. It should not be forgiven. It's the only way you can have order. It's the only way you can have a real conversation. Because guess what? When I speak to kids, I just, um, Dr. Heron, Lisa Heron, big shout out to Dr. Uh, Lisa Heron. She's with the school system. She's amazing. And she said, when I spoke to these children, I was so authentic. They were like, you can't help but get to the truth. We're not talking about nothing that ain't real. I don't care about nothing that's not real. Say it again. I don't, I don't care because People, you know, this, this this illusion, and it's it's that tough shit, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I, I go back to, to the mental armor us young black boys had to put on growing up. Shut up, get through it, do it. You don't have no choice. Ain't nobody gonna give you shit. You light skinned nigga, you gotta fight for everything. You go through this shit. This is some shit I went through. I fought every, do you know how many high school, I went to fucking four high schools in two years because of that tough armor you told. You gotta be a certain way, you gotta act a certain way. And if such, 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 then you ain't gonna have your your, your hold on the streets like you want. You you gotta have your blocking, ah. But that's the same mentality we carry in everything we do. Them police men want to set a motherfucking tone. They, the, the Memphis police dudes that are going to jail now, probably for the rest of their fucking lives, they want to set a tone. You're not fucking with me. I'm coming through this motherfucker, I'm the biggest, baddest motherfucker you ever seen in your life. And I'm with the shit. So you get out of line. But guess what? Them racist motherfuckers that's probably your superior, they wanted you to do that shit. They wanted you to, they wanted you to execute one of your own. Them motherfuckers in Baltimore put that man in the back of that mother, beat his fucking ass, put him in the back and killed that man. They want you to do that shit. And you give them the satisfaction of it. Cause they know you don't give a fuck about your own. You don't care about your own. And what is caring, ladies and gentlemen? And I need a black woman's perspective. What is caring? Caring is actually doing something to make someone better. Not fanning the flames. Not telling them it's okay when they do some stupid shit. Your child or not, mamas. Your child or not. Caring is doing something. Who do you wanna be? The motherfucking enabler? Or you want to be the motherfucking, you know, the remedy to the situation. Or at least give the information so they can make a choice on their own. Pam, you a mama. I am. <laughs> I, I was thinking about when you said that the superiors probably wanted them to do that. I, I thought about the same thing. And they were probably happy that the light was taking off, you know, the white police for a change. Turning the tables. So, and when you mentioned earlier too, about they know who they're getting, I thought about the childhood. We don't know what their childhood was like, but I'm pretty sure that some of these type of behaviors were displayed then. Um, you know, they maybe they were not acknowledged or they were bullies or being bullied 
but then when they put on a uniform, it gave them a sense of purpose or made them feel like they were somebody to be seen. No question. So I always hate when someone acts like just because they're a police officer, you're supposed to have a certain level of respect for them. But you have to respect me as a person first before I give you the respect, regardless of who you are or what you're wearing. Hey, yo, Pete, that was a bar. I want you to take your round of applause. Listen, I'm going to tell you some real shit you just said. And this goes out to the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity Um, and all fraternities. Let's let's take this. You know, they were Omega Sci-Fi frat brothers, right? Three of the five right that hazing shit gotta stop that demeaning humans in any way it has to stop now I'm not listen I come from an HBCU I know the power of sororities and fraternities um, some amazing people have come from fraternities and you obviously know what we're doing with Uncle Nears for HBCUs with every old fashioned that is part of our heritage and our community and we're not shitting on them no way, no how. But what we gonna do, we gonna clean house, all right? We are going to clean house, and I'm calling on all sororities and fraternities to clean house. That hazing, that belittling, although they might make it through the sands and the fire and whatever else y'all do to get to this club, this illustrious club of amazing humans. I believe there's uh, many and more than there are bad. But ladies and gentlemen, that shit don't go away. When people are insecure and don't have a firm footing on life and you are belittling them so they could be a part of your club, let me tell you something that does fucked up shit to people's spirit. You hear me? And I've witnessed it. You know me. I'm Kenny Burns. I threw all the parties in college. I had every fraternity on my line trying to get us to join. I never did. And you wanna know why? Cause I ain't like the way they was treating people. Had my own crew. And I'm not dissing nothing, no one that has anything to do with a fraternity sorority. I'm just saying, let's clean house. You can see the traits. You can see the abusive nature in these men, these three out of these five men and how they carry themselves. This, this is, listen. We cannot fix nothing if we don't address the issues, y'all. We can't fix nothing. So I, I challenge all my sorority brothers and sisters and fraternity brothers and sisters to, you know, we got we got clean house, man. We gotta change the way we are and the way we act, y'all. We, you know, belittling, demeaning, torturing. I'm not saying that sororities or fraternities do that. I'm just saying in general, torture could be verbally. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers are verbally tortured daily. And it's one second before the chick goes off. I think the um, the best quote that was sent to me um, was members versus men. Mm. Mm. Talk to him. And, and that was from one of my brothers yeah. who's a part of that organization. And... Um, that's all I could think about. Yeah. Members, members versus men, members versus women. Um, and I think about the police force. People know, you know, I worked in the government for criminal organiz- you know, organization, criminal justice organization. And I know the reports right. and I've seen the statistics and I'm, 
I know the media side of it, not wanting to answer questions and things of that nature. And I will constantly say, you want to defund the police department. I can understand why you're saying that, but we've got to also look at the fact of the police department being stretched so thin not just in your major cities, but in other cities, because of the mental health problems that we have. Not yeah, just yeah, those but, are but, on the force, but also in the community. And yeah. I'm not on the side of, I, I ref- I'm not watching the video because all my life, all I watched was eyes on the prize. Yeah, all I my it. life, I, I went to boarding school because here's the thing, I was supposed to go to Sidwell. I knew you I went ended- to boarding school. So you got <laughs> boarding school written all over your mother. <laughs> Nah, that shit is explaining a lot of shit about you. Thank you. I did not know today's episode was going to be my therapy session. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to go to Sidwell, but I ended up going to, you know, an all-black boarding school in Mississippi. Ooh, I know Lord, what it's they, like. You went to jail. I did not go to jail. I went to a place where I needed to understand what the L.A. riots look like. Oh, no, no, hearing I'm with you. It, I'm with you. I'm with you know, hearing it from my classmates. Um, you know, who I was in high school with because they were from Compton right. and understanding that the greatest love stories came from the hood or understanding that yeah. uh, picking cotton is not easy. The first piece Ooh. that I touched, I cut Touch myself. Yeah. So, so imagine doing, oh. yeah, imagine doing that all day, every day. But but let me, let me jump in real quick. You said something I would like to break down. What is the function of the police anyway? When you look, when you look at... When you look at actual actual policing, this is about to get deep. I like the idea of people thinking twice about doing something. That's what I think the greatest function of the police is. But then I look at all the tragedy, and I know you come out, I said Diddy Pauls. Um, but I think I think that when you look at the function, okay, yeah, I want people to think twice. I I, I know there's a quota with tickets, cause you motherfuckers show up at the most opportune times for yourself to get them cameras up and place. I get a ticket every three weeks. I'm like, bitch, I want to pull me, I'd rather you pull me over than to take me <laughs> take me on the thing and send me a ticket. But the point I'm trying to make is, what is the function of the police? And then what should it be? I'll open the floor. All right, so let's start with the word police, right? So everything for me is about energy. I live in an energetic reality, not a tangible one. I'm gonna bring this down to to real events that happened, so y'all could so y'all could get what I'm getting at. Police, it's root word, it's polis, like Indianapolis, Acropolis. Polis means city. Mm. City root word, right? It's civitas in Latin, right? Which mm-hmm. it to citizens. So cities are made up of citizens, right? However, a citizen, right, is not a free sovereign person. It alludes to the straw man theory. The straw man theory is not the straw man. The straw man theory is when someone takes an argument, you ever have an opposing thought and you kind of personify that thought, like you place it outside of a thought and kind of argue with yourself. Absolutely. That is the straw man theory. So I say that the straw man theory is not the straw man because it means to oppose oneself in nature. Thus, as we know, to be a citizen, you have to have a straw man. Right. Your straw man is born of your social security and all of the documents you sign an agreement to be under this government, right? So these agreements is what make you a citizen, civil, civil, 
right? You, you made the agreement, so we, we accept you now. Come on. Right? And let's talk facts. Now, where did this agreement go wrong? We don't have police. We have paramilitary that protect assets and wealth for the oligarch that control the people. We have paramilitary. Okay, and I haven't heard that used to describe that a police force. Assets and wealth for the oligarch that control the people. And I say that because the origin of police, and this is done, I've studied this shit in and out. Clearly. Everything it, everything it takes to run a government, I've studied. But uh, 1631, Boston Watchmen were created. The Boston Watchmen were born as a result of wealth being accumulated throughout cities and it being, you know, dispersed. Needless to say, blacks were the first stock, so we were the first forms of accumulating wealth by building and labor wealth, right? You, when you build, you have an asset. When you asset, you own. But we're right. only three fifths. Right. <laughs> but we're we're slaves. We're not. We're property. We don't even count for ownership. Yeah, we're so like let's cattle. Start there. Right. So as people accumulate wealth, those that are considered people accumulate wealth, people seek to dominate other people, right? So I may burn down your store if we have a family dispute, or I may burn down your house. So instead of uh, me going to war and coming back at you, my small family, I'll employ the people, your arsonists, to be my watchmen over my assets. So now while I sleep, they are patrolling my property for a fee that now compensates them for what you would pay them to burn me down. So the police was never about uh, laws or justice. It was about protect my shit. I'm in this position and I must stay here. Got it. No, I get it. Yeah. 1647. That's when uh, an actual police force was formed in New Amsterdam, which was the original f name of New York City, because we were born of the Dutch West India Company. This was all a slave trade. Mm. So in 1704, when you see the actual formation of a slave patrol to actually secure the wealth and production line of these assets that tend to be industrializing our nation, it is no surprise. And in 1787, when we sign Article 1, Section 2 of our Constitution, it states that every enslaved person is three-fifths of a man. Right. Which means that you are property and not an actual citizen. You don't have rights, law, liberty, or any of the rights granted to all men that were created equal. Get me to today. I'm going to get you to today. So you're three-fifths of a man making you property. The 14th Amendment states that every man, or in, in spite of race, is equal under law. But the 13th Amendment says if you're a criminal, you're a legal slave. Right. And that brings me to today. Because in 1871, we established qualified immunity, which separates any governmental officer from their individual person or being. Meaning that... If I violate your constitutional rights in my in my conduct, right. as long as it is not clearly stated or clearly established that my conduct is violating your rights, right. I am protected by the government. Why? Because the government is not the citizen. The citizen is due and has legal responsibility to the government, but the government has no legal responsibility, nor can it murder a citizen. That's the reason so many people have gotten off. With black murder, this Got is it. why the cases go. It's called uh, stare decisis, or uh, what do we call it? Habeas corpus. But you best believe the Memph Ten Five, new name, Memph Ten Five, is going to jail. 
That's a fact. Because in order for that to happen, the, the police department has to divest from them. Because now you're not, you didn't act. I have to find some, what is the constitutional right there, right? Yeah. You were outside of due process of law. That man was bound and beat to death. Yes. So they're going that to jail. That's a criminal act. That's an act of war. Yes. Yes. What is the function going forward that you see for the police force? And I want to go there because, again, I don't know outside of making people think twice, which I think keeps order, right? Because motherfuckers don't want to go to jail. People get scared if they go to jail more than once. And how, the, you know, Jessica just, by the way, she just called, Kenny got a speeding ticket when he came home from school. On the speeding ticket, they put evading the police. Now mind you, if he was evading the police, they'd have locked his ass up. But on the thing, they had him doing 90 whatever, and said he was evading, like he was basically doing going so fast. So it was a whole bunch of questions, of course, like, well, if he was evading police, he, we'd have been getting him out of jail. He wouldn't have came home with a ticket, so forth and so on. But these are the things they do. So the point I'm trying to make is, I just mentioned to you, when it's quota day, you know, you motherfuckers get, they have to get paid off right. I mean, the ticket money must be phenomenal. But what is your function for us? In my opinion, your function is to make people feel a certain way about doing crime. T totally with that. Told, I want motherfuckers to be scared to bust a move on my block. <laughs> Terrified. Not just of this motherfucking shit that's waiting for you when you come in my house. But like, I want you, I want there to be another entity that scares the shit out of you. But what is the other, I really wanna know because I don't believe that the way the police are policing, and we're not going back in the day no more. I love all your fun facts. That's great. But we have to talk about going forward because respite. gangs, huh? I'm saying respite, remediation, and redirection. We don't need enforcement. Also, oh, so break down respite for me and the ones who don't know what that means. Respite means we remove you from a situation. Right. Meaning if you're in crisis, if you're acting outside of uh, the norm or being harmful. So this to is yourself. the function of the police respite. Yes. OK. And what's the second forward. one? Right now we have law enforcement, which is improper because it upholds uh, bullshit. Right. So respite is removing redirection is taking things that can be managed. Right. And moving them into a positive space. So I see an argument and maybe I do need to go squabble. But instead of y'all squabbling hand in hand, let's take this to the gym. And I'm the officer to do that. I have the ability to open the gym, to sanction the space, to yeah, whatever but let's, level. Yeah, let's be realistic though, Haas. We, we can't, there's something in place. So we have to work with the current model. The same with government. It's, it's kind of being done. It's it's being done. There are yeah, many laws I, I don't know. I know, I, I, I can't co-sign that, you're a genius, but I can't co-sign the current Existence of police, or the fact that it's possibly in in the middle of the flip. Because to me, if you got black men that's gonna come in and do what the white man been doing us for all these years, it's, it's too easy. It's too easy. But what are you about to say, Jeff? So, if anybody remembers The Wire, um, when uh, Captain decided to have New Amsterdam, we're gonna take all this right here, right, and we're gonna put put all this over here. That ain't work out too well that, at all. Couple bodies in the and uh, you know stapled up in the housing and everything everybody yeah. that's on drugs we just gonna move it down here and then what happened you had the infighting black law and black code has been around we're not gonna there keep is no about code the past. there is no code anymore 
it that's went out the, the window. No, but but see, but this this is my call to all. Because nobody knows how to follow the code. This is this is my call to all humans, not just black people. Because I'm a I was watching The Godfather Harlem last night. Big shout to that show. It still fills my spirit. Now mind you, it's fictional in my mind, although some of the things were real, but it's fictional, right? Because you're thinking the story. Oh, by the way, TKBS watch list. Here you go. You gotta watch Gangs of London. Gangs of London, ladies and gentlemen, if you like gangster shit, just as far as the, the movies, good television, all that should be fictional to me. But I love a good, you know. Watch Gangs of London. I watched season one this weekend, started season two this morning. I'm I'm addicted just to get past your days. But I'm saying all that to say. I'm calling all humans. We have to reorg the way we think and the way we move. I was watching Godfather of Harlem and when Malcolm X first went to Mecca to go on his pilgrimage, he was, you know, basically with white Muslims and other races that were Muslim for the first time in his life. And in his code, in, in the Nation of Islam at that time, you couldn't pray with a white Muslim, you know, according to this story. But I'm using this as fact for us moving forward. And he literally was like against it and like, you know, thank you for the hospitality and, and showing me whatever, because in this particular situation, he got Malcolm out of jail. He then took Malcolm to his home where he, you know, took care of him until he got the pass to basically go on his pilgrimage. Um, saying all that to say, we often want to put the blame on white folks. We often want to put the blame on the systemic things that we are a part of. It ain't the white man fault, y'all, no more. It ain't. Too many black people in power positions. You can't keep blaming the white man. You cannot. And we're gonna keep having these conversations for our people because it's needed and we need the information. But ladies and gentlemen, you have to stop blaming everybody but your motherfucking self. That go across the board for your life. You think right now with all the, the all the black police chiefs, now mind you, some of them might be brainwashed, some of them might be on the other side of the fence, but I guarantee you at least half of them ain't. You better go find them. You better have some conversations that are meaningful. You better go, listen, because we we, we're gonna be chasing our tails if we continue to think like that. And we're doing ourselves a disservice by not thinking about humans and keep talking about black and white. I'm gonna have my conversation with my people because I feel like just some people will only listen to me and ain't trying to hear what they got to say. And I'm gonna be a bridge builder in that way. But I promise to God, I'm not shitting on no race. I'm not. I'm not shitting on no race. I'm shitting on evil motherfuckers, black, white, indifferent. All of them get the, you know, the chill. But I, that's that's our marching orders going forward. And the reason I want to say fuck the police because it was catchy, but I don't mean fuck the police, literally, ladies and gentlemen. We need we need order, and we need an organization to help us keep order. The question going forward is, what is order? How do we participate? And more importantly, how do we hold ourselves responsible in that equation? Huh? We the motherfuckers killing each other. We the motherfuckers doing all the stupid, dumb, trifling nigga shit and I'm tired. And to Haas's point, recording it. You want more trauma, huh? You just want to blow your motherfucking brains out. You just tired of living, so you just gonna be so goddamn desperate on twofold. You gonna wake up in the morning to be disgruntled and put all the negative shit in the world because you unhappy. Then two, you gonna take the shit and then show us again and remind us why 
that you just gonna just. It just makes me wonder like what type of code of ethics or what type of code of conduct are they even training or teaching nowadays? It's just, it's just amazing. But so, it's the know. world though, Pam. It ain't just the police force, it's the music. We, I blame us. My generation was fuck the police. But if you listen to the first fucking bar. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back cause I'm brown. They were telling things that had not been seen or heard. We now see everything. There's nothing you can hide from us. The revolution is televised. Our generation didn't police our own. We let the music go fucking so far left. We got functioning crackheads making music. That is not anyone else's fault. Not the white people, the Asian people, whoever owned distribution, manufacturing, media waves, telling you it ain't on nobody but us. We, we are saying okay by allowing it to exist. I'm tired. Can't be, it can't be to pass another buck no more. No, the buck stops here. The revolution will be televised, but when are y'all gonna wake up and be revolutionary? Ooh. Yeah, I like how you try to come. I like how you try to come in there with a bar with your motherfucking afro, you cute mother, put that on your face. Now that, that sums it up. Say it one more time. The revolution will not be televised. Or it will be televised, but when y'all gonna wake up and be revolutionary? Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, I wanna say this and we end this show. I, I wanna go around and let my illustrious panel of superheroes say one little thing as we go forward, but I do want to say revolution doesn't always mean violence. Hello, hello. I, I quoted James Baldwin so many times because this ain't new. This ain't new. We keep going through the same Bullshit, cause we full of shit. And until you realize that, you part of the problem. Uh, let's go around and got a little free bar for the people, man, as we go forward. I want this conversation to go crazy. Well, for me, at the end of the day, I think that whatever position um, someone holds, whether it's in the police force or on a job, make the position and don't let the position make you. Mm. You blue black on the inside, baby. I knew you was light skinned blue black, baby. I knew it. Uh, Hasa Diddy, put your uh, put your anointing anointingness on the people. We gotta stop taking pictures and start taking action. Ooh, Ooh you tweet that. You better tweet that. Shelly B from DC. It's easy for me. You gotta stop. You gotta breathe. You gotta reflect, and then mm. be able to receive. What's gonna happen next? Come on, y'all. Be, listen, be, be prepared to ha you know take what's happening next too. Some of y'all be asked for all this revolution and all this. I'm gonna do, ah, and don't do shit. All right. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for my illustrious panel superhero Shelly B. I love you. I said, you are a genius, and we appreciate your offer. And Pammy Pam, your smile light up a room, child. You hear me? Um, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 17. Fuck the police! But not really. It's TKBS Nation Conversations. The dream is real. real. The, 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 the dream is real.